2: Hello and welcome to All Starts, aren't we? A podcast in which Leeds fans cast their combined eye over goings on at Ellen Road, giving scrutiny to the underlying statistics and tactical footings at work at Leeds United. I'm Adam Elliott and I'm joined today by Martin Riley. Martin, how are you, mate? I'm doing very good. I'm doing very good.
1: I've got a very nice tea today, a beef casserole with some mashed potato and Yorkshire puddings. It's very, very, very good. And I've a pretty chill day. I've got a lot of wrapping to do after we've recorded this podcast. I've been wrapping presents for the past two days, and I had to go out and buy some more paper today. I've got that that many children to make presents for.
2: Don't be like me—a bit of an army of them. <laughs> exactly. How about you? You can almost make your own eleven-a-side team. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm well myself. Um, yeah, if people are a bit confused. You might be listening to this potentially. Think it's going to come out on Christmas Eve. Um, So you might be listening to this on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or possibly on Boxing Day, the morning of the Preston game, which is what we're here today to discuss. Uh, But yeah, happy Christmas to everyone listening. If you are already done with your festivities, great. I hope you've had a good time. And if you're in the middle of them and you've just come to listen to us for a bit of a break from your... Um, you know, mother-in-law or auntie that's a bit annoying, or your weird uncle or whatever. Then, hello, and I hope you're having a lovely time. Um, but yes, um, as I mentioned, we are here today to discuss Preston. But before I start, Martin, is there any news that is Leeds United related to discuss?
1: Not to my knowledge. Um, the backer did his press conference yesterday, I believe, and I don't think there's any new injuries for us to be worried about, which is good. And yeah. No no news, really, that's pers- personal or important, really. No,
2: nope, not really. He reiterated one other thing, which was that he thinks we're going to have a quiet January. That doesn't mean no signings. It just means he doesn't think they're going to be very many. But at the same time, we had a very busy summer, didn't we? So that's not too surprising. I don't think there'll be lots that we want to do, maybe one or two areas that we might look to improve if something comes up. But yes, um, for anyone listening, as mentioned, we are recording today the Preston preview, and it is before the Ipswich game which is actually tomorrow, the day of recording right now. Um, it's because it's the Christmas period, it's busy and everyone's just, yeah, a bit all over the place. So that's why this is a game preview is not going to reference anything towards Ipswich. And you'll know, dear listener, whatever has happened. And you'll know whether we are 13 points behind with our promotion hopes hanging by a thread. 10 behind and everything is kind of as it is as we speak now, Martin, or even 7 behind and we have the chance to put a bit of pressure on them during this game against Preston and the early kickoff on Boxing Day. Um, With that being said, we will dive straight in because we haven't got a preview guest today, unfortunately, but we do have me and Martin, so that's the next best thing, isn't it? Indeed it is. Um, Martin, can you first tell me a little bit about recent results as the first part of our analysis? So, yeah, press and recent results. Um, They've had three wins in the last 10, uh,
1: two draws and five losses. Uh, they had three losses in a row, including, including a couple of pretty heavy ones. They had a 4-0 loss to Middlesbrough and a 5-1 loss to Watford. And uh, got a 3-2 victory over Coventry in there, a 2-1 victory over Blackburn, and a 3-1 victory over Huddersfield. So a bit of a mixed bag. Um, but earlier in the season, they a real strong start to the season and mm. that they were winning a lot of games uh, i think they won one two three six games in a row and they were unbeaten for the opening nine games but then they lost three drawn drew another two and then lost again so <laughs> they're a bit all over the place um but yeah that's about it for their recent results uh, a mixed bag it's quite hard to read
2: I remember at the start of the season actually when we were maybe only like five to ten games in and lots of people were talking about our gap to teams like Preston and Leicester at the time and look how things have changed very quickly. Yeah, you're right. They've had a, a very big downturn in terms of results. Um, I guess the next question is, is there any reasons for that? And and kind of tying in with that is, how have you seen Preston play in recent games that you've had a look at? Um, how do they set up in possession, Martin? For, for my money... They are quite a nutritional team, I would like to say. Um, I've seen Lowe and his Preston team a little bit over the last couple of years, although probably a bit less of them this season than than last season. Actually, I'm I'm one of those weirdos that watched the Championship while we were a Premier League team. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't feel like I've watched them as much. So, can you tell me a little bit more about their in possession stuff, please?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, so they are a three-four-three side, and sometimes three-four-three, sometimes three-four-one-two. So. So similar-ish formations but all of a back three formation or a back five however you want to look at it um, and they have had games where they've been able to dominate possession I think last season the um, manager Lowe was wanting to, them to play a bit more attractive football as um, people say but he's gone to a more direct style this season and they are pretty quick to try to get the ball forward into attacking areas and one thing I noticed about them is that they're Put a lot of crosses into the box. They've got they've two strikers up there, and they try to get balls into them as as much as they can. And they like to get some of the midfielders into wide wide areas to try to to get in on the action as well. Their wing backs in the three four three system get pretty high, as as is the nature of wing backs. And they also look to put a lot of crosses and get delivered into the box. And about it, all I can really say there's not really too much to say about their attacking style. Um, they're not massively session based. Not. I've directed some sides we've faced, kind of sit in the middle, but more towards a direct end. I've, yeah, it's uh, they're a tough team to read, and I was only able to find footage for one full game um, recent, which was their game against Norwich, which is with old Canaries TV pulling through for me, so I was able to watch a full 90 of that, of that one, and that was a nil-nil, which was a pretty dull result. They managed to frustrate Norwich a bit at times, and I think both sides maybe got a bit luck- unlucky with finishing on that day revealing a bit, bit of a weird side of Preston when it comes to finishing but we'll, I'll go more into the data behind that when we come to the data section later on
2: yeah just a quick follow-up on some stuff you've just been saying there um, you mentioned that they're quite a direct team do you mean they're more direct when it comes to transitions and on the counter or do you mean even in settled play they would look to go more direct up to the strikers
1: they will strike in settled play they will um Knock it around the back a bit, and then maybe go for for longer balls in, into wider areas to try to get the wingers into play. Well, not wingers, sorry, the wing wing backs into play as quick as they can. Uh, they do knock it around between their three, three centre backs, and one sometimes will like carry the ball out from the back, try to break passes when when it comes through to them. But it is quite a lot of field balls which they use, and trying to just get it into
2: wider spaces as quickly as they can. Lovely. Well, now. With that said, can you talk to me about some of the out possession approach as well? So yeah, the there
1: are weird side out possession because some some so the game that I saw, they had phases where they were sitting really really deep, and then there's but also other phases where they were pressing quite high. And I think it's down to more of a counter press that they've got rather than a sustained high press. So if if they're in an advanced area and they lose lose control of the ball, then they'll try to win it back quickly with a, with a high press, and that sometimes effective sometimes not and that bears out in some of the um ppda numbers they had quite a low ppda i think it was fifth lowest in the league or sixth lowest but they didn't really have that many high turnovers to go with that so it was a bit of a weird mismatch in that sort of had like the sixth worst for high turnovers and but the sixth best for well not best but six lowest for PPDA. So for the people who don't know what that is, PPDA passes per defensive action. So that basically means how many passes you you allow your opponent before a defensive action happens. So the teams who are really high-press orientated will have a low PPDA. Ones who sit back and sleep a lot will have a high PPDA. So their PPDA was six best, but six worst for actually getting high turnovers and second worst for shot-ending high turnovers. So they... They do try to counter press, but it's not very effective. That's what I can read from that. And generally, they will look to sit back after that counter press is gone and try to absorb pressure that
2: way and
1: attack quickly and transition from
2: there. Good, good stuff. Um, and yeah, we've kind of touched on. Some elements of them now, but how do the players, I guess, fit in with that? So which players are we going to look out for? I'll actually start first on this section because I have a a tiny bit I can say. Preston, probably one of the teams I've seen the least of, like I mentioned, but I know Ben Whiteman is is seen as a very good midfield player that can... Get his foot on the ball and make things happen if you want him to. He's I think he's also either club captain or vice-captain these days as well, so he's, he's kind of one of the senior figures. The other guy next to him is also one of the more senior figures and one of the longest-serving championship players in Alan Brown. Um, been around for a long time. Might actually be a name that a lot of Leeds fans recognise within Preston's ranks. There aren't going to be too many from when we were last in the championship, but he's certainly won. He's a pretty decent pro at this level, He's he's got a decent CV now with them, even though they seem to finish quite mid table every single season, Preston they seem to be one of those teams. Um, and then a few others, uh, we both quite liked um, Freddie Woodman when we watched him in, um, in pre-season and when we were linked with him actually, but I don't think he's having a great year as far as I'm aware. No, no he's not you could talk about that yourself in a second and yeah that you mentioned it before yourself but the the strikers they've got two really big physical profiles up front so you can see why they are looking at crosses into the box Ozmaic and, and Will Keane are two players that really will thrive off balls into the area when when they get them so there, there are a few players to look out for I guess in a positive sense but I'd probably say this squad is, is still kind of average for the championship. It's not. Terrible, but it's, it's certainly not going to get relegated. I don't think, or anything like that. But it's maybe not lacking a little bit of quality to to just tip them over the edge and, and kind of tip them themselves in into the playoffs, should I say? Um, but yeah. Has anyone that caught your eye in the uh, good section of this section?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, you mentioned one of them already. I was going to mention there, Will Keane, who's uh, leading scorer so far this season with six goals. Um, and he's running a bit hot on his. Finishing at the moment, he scored six goals from just of four XG, so he's probably got more than what he, what he should have. Um, but he's, he's a good player, so he, he's able to get a few a different range of finishing off and do a really lovely little sort of kind of like a I don't want to forget what the term for it is. You know, what you know, where someone crosses it into you and you sort of hit it with the outstep of your foot, and it's, it's we I can never describe it, Travella? Yeah, that's it. That's that's the word I'm looking for. Okay. He, scored, he scored one of those in one of the game recently, and recently, it was a beauty. <laughs> So yeah, he he caught my eye, and they've got a, few, a couple of decent decent centre backs uh, who I enjoyed when I was watching them. Um, one of which was I think Jack Watmore, the centre back who was playing for them. Very yeah. good at carrying the ball out from the back, which I was like, as a centre back who can do that, and it's quite important when you've got the three systems. Is the wide centre backs looking to get forward? And he was one who did did stand out, and he, you already mentioned as well, um, Alan Brown, and um, he's pretty crucial for them. He's their most impressive passer, and yeah, was a out of false so for passes into the final third as well, so he's involved in a lot of stuff, what lefts do, in getting it to the final third, and we like to link up with the wing-backs on on the on both sides, really, uh, more really edging more towards the left side, I believe he's left-footed. And regards to the bad side of things, so you've already mentioned, Freddy Woodman isn't having a good season. Uh, he's currently running, he's conceded 38 goals from 32 plus shot xg so basically what post shot xg is it's a bit different to xg so if someone strikes a, a shot from say the edge of the box it would be like a four xg chance but if that shot heading into the top corner the plus shot xg would be raised a lot higher than that it depends on where the striker finishes it so it faced 32 push shot xg and conceded 38 goals from that so that's a good 5.8 more than what he should have done so he's not having a great season. And in one of the games in particular, I saw three shots go in from outside the box. That was against Watford. And he could have done better with a couple of those. But
2: Yeah, I agree. I've seen that. Yeah.
1: So he's he's not having a great season individually. So that's definitely a weak point that we can look to exploit. And I forget what the name isn't number fourteen for them. I didn't didn't write this down. But one of them, I think it's midfielders, looks a bit few when it comes to players dribbling at them. So I think he, he'd be one who I'd look to try to target with whoever's running from midfield areas, if we can get Root hair dropping deeper and attacking him, that'll be another good point to get. I can't remember the guy's name.
2: <laughs> I can't either. I've not got that good knowledge of shirt numbers for Preston North End, unfortunately. I'm really sorry. I'll add a couple of players there as well. I think both of their wing backs, the main ones they've been playing recently anyway, are more natural wingers, or even in the case of Potts, he's been kind of used everywhere. He's more of just a kind of a midfielder that can plug a lot of gaps. He's seems to have found a home at right wing back but he can play as a sort of central midfield defensive midfield attacking midfield kind of utility player if you need him to a bit like Stuart, Stuart Dallas I guess for them um, and then yeah Liam Miller is definitely a winger he's not a wing back but they're using him as one and he's he's played okay there but it's just an area I would like to point out because I think that having two more natural attacking players in the wingback roles is probably a good matchup for some of our wingers in in terms of beating them one versus one now I don't necessarily love Dan James's one versus one ability I think he should do a lot better considering the amount of pace that he has but Crescencio Somerville is definitely going to have a fun time I think out wide Um, he'll probably get the beating of his man quite often and if he can get down um, bearing on the sort of centre-back, the outside centre-back, then that, that'll be a good thing for us, I think. But we'll come to the lead section a little bit later on, I suppose. Um, but yeah, is, there, is that it? Is there anyone else? If not, we'll move on to the predicted lineup. what we think the game um, will look like for them. There's
1: one player who I want to mention, even though he's, he's not really been playing too much because I think he's had a bit of an injury, which is uh, Robbie Brady. Um, he is probably their first choice left wing-back, but he's been coming back from injury and he's very good at uh game. Into the Deliveries, box. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so he's not the fastest player or he's, he's nope. knocking he's knocking on a bit now. Um you may remember he played played for Hull, I believe, in the past. Yeah. That rings a bell. But yeah, um he's he's a good player at getting balls in he's probably more of a winger, really. And but he's got very good delivery. So he's another one who is if he does play, we'll have to make sure we close him down quickly.
2: And Good set piece delivery as well, so yes, again, yes. that's a big bonus for them if they have him. But he's left so he's got a very nice left foot. You are correct. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll. I guess we'll move on to the sort of predicted lineup section. Um, I'll do half. You do half. Why not? <laughs> so Freddie Woodman should start in goal. Uh, it's usually Jordan Story, Jack Watmo, and Liam Lindsay as the back three midfielders. You want to go? Yeah, they've got Potts, who's their uh, right wing back, uh, Whiteman and Brown.
1: Um, should be the ones in midfield, but I've notice that Brown has has played as a attacking midfielder in one yeah, game. Yeah. So, it's potential that he moves around if someone else comes in. And then Liam Miller at uh, left wing back. Uh, then up front, it's either going to be Osmagic and Keane or
2: Ched Evans and Keane. Cool. Yep. So, quite a lot of championshipy names for me there. <laughs> Indeed. And like I mentioned, Preston seemed to be. Quite a championshipy team, but yes. Anyway, before we move on to the leads analysis section, uh, we're just going to quickly go for a quick ad break. Uh, but first, a little more about our patron. Don't worry, patrons, you don't have to hear this bit. Anyway, yes, Patreon is a media platform where you can support content creators that you enjoy and get extra content in return. um Our patrons can access for as little as one ninety nine per month, which gives you ad free podcasts. And if you want to pay a little bit more. You get other benefits, including early access to our preview pods, such as this one, analysis articles, videos, and other bonus podcasts. The more people we get signed up, the more we can afford to have opposition fans on the pods to improve our previews, which have been doing really well this season, and we've really enjoyed that, so we'd like to do that even more if we can. So yeah, if you want to find out more about our Patreon, please visit Martin. Patreon.com forward
1: slash A-S-A-W Patreon. And before I hand it over to Adam, I want to mention that recently we've put um, an Archie Gray article on the Patreon, which is for the Pablo tier members. So that's another recent thing which we've done, As look at Archie Gray season so far and see how he's done, which is a fun article I enjoyed writing it. A lovely Christmas
0: gift. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely there fit.
2: Code SUPER24. Anyway, now let's get back to the analysis. Um, so Leeds, we've already discussed a little bit about injuries. The only thing I think of note is that Junior Firpo is one who is back in contention. Whether he's likely to start, I think, is probably unlikely. Um, I think he'll probably be on the bench. But he is back in training now. I don't think there was anything else. I might be missing someone. It might be that, I don't know, a Gelhart or a Shackleton have, have come back. Oh, Gelhart played in the last game, didn't he? Yes. I need to shut up. Yes. Anyway, I don't think there's anything else. I think that's about it. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Fantastic. So yes, how do you expect the game to be approached by us in possession, bearing in mind the last game was against Coventry? Do you expect anything different, especially with us being away from home?
1: Uh, I think it'll probably be quite similar to the other away games that we've had recently, um, but maybe not quite as much. Uh, I think we may look to press a bit a bit higher than what we have done in other away games. I think we'll see some some vulnerability in this side to press them a bit, a bit more than we would do normally away from home. I did, did notice that Norwich had some success in pressing them in the upper areas. So I think that's something which we will look to take advantage of as well. And I don't expect there'll be anything majorly different from us in possession. We'll still look to press a ball and we'll still look to attack in transition when we get the opportunity to do so. So yeah, it'll be pretty much our standard for away game, but maybe with a little bit more pressing.
2: Yep. Um, bear in mind that Teams have been quite good at stodging things up in the middle against us recently uh, or even sort of in a low block and make it really difficult for us. But it does seem to be for me that Preston probably aren't the sort of team that are going to just like sit back and do that. I think they're going to likely try and play out themselves a little bit, especially being at home. It's that classic one with them, Deepdale is a deep, is a tough place to go, and that's been said in the championship for a long, long time. I actually don't know what the home record is this season. I probably should have checked, um, but yeah, I I do agree with you. I think. In and out of position, it's going to be broadly the same. It's not really changed all too much recently. We, we've tried to do a lot of the same things, and yeah. um Do you th- expect maybe a, a high press then and dropping into mid block as we've seen quite a lot recently in terms of the out of position approach? Yeah, that's what I'd expect us to do. But um, maybe a
1: little bit higher than we have done previous away games. And just to touch quickly on their home record, like you mentioned there, brought it up. Um, they've won five games, lost four, drawn three. Um, and then away, they have won four, drawn three, and lost four. So very similar both to both to be honest. Yeah, yeah fair <laughs> enough.
2: Yeah, um, Watford also beat them five one. Like you mentioned earlier, that was actually their last game at home, I believe, uh, unless they have one this weekend, which I don't think they do. Um, so you'll anyway, dear listeners, you'll know um, whether they won or draw or lost in their previous game. Whoever they've got this weekend before they play us. Um, but yes, uh, back onto the Leeds side of things. Is there a player that you can see having a big impact on the outcome of this game from our perspective? I'll quickly go first, and I'll mention what I said before. And I think Crescencio Somavall. If he can get by his left wing back, which I think will be Liam Miller, who is definitely an out-and-out winger. He's played all his career, pretty much that until now. Um, I think that he can have a lot of joy. Um, Even if it's Brady, he's a bit slower. So, yeah, I think that's a a good area for us to exploit. Um, I've got my wings mixed up, haven't I? It doesn't really matter if it's Brad Potts. Either way, it's going to be great for Somerville, I think, this game. Uh, I think he's going to have a big, big impact personally. And then, again, it's the usual... Uh, suspects I think don't you like Georgie Rutter, he's obviously a big player for us do you want to talk about Georgie I know you do
1: yeah of course he's the player who makes a lot of things happen for us when he gets dropped deep and slinks up with Somerville and uh, they've got a fantastic partnership and lots of good chemistry going go between them and he's always key for us to do well is when he's on form and slinking up well with Somerville we generally do well and most of our attacks come through either him or Somerville um, with the allocation occasion being Dan James but most of the time, it is Georgi or Cry who are starting things off, and their partnership will be key in this game. But also, I think the midfield partnership in Camera and Ampadu is also going to be very important in this game. That um, they've got pretty combative midfield pair in Brown and Whiteman, so I don't it's to have a pretty tough game with, with this one. That uh, their the midfielders do like to press high and get forward when they're in, in counter-press part, so we'll have to be cautious from that and try to avoid and over balls in that sort of area. So it'd be important for those two to be on their game as well.
2: Yeah, and if it is Holmes, I think that Ampadu's going to have to keep his eye on him because he is a player that will drive with the ball and carry it into space, I think, whenever he gets the mm-hmm. opportunity from that sort of number 10 position. Um, and then, yeah, I think I think the wing-backs against our full-backs are going to need to be on it. I think our full-backs, um, if they have opportunities to cross the ball, like we've mentioned, two physical strikers in the box that Roden and Strauch... We would feel comfortable with them to up against them as a, a, a matchup, but if they can get decent deliveries in, it's still going to be um, good for Ozmaich and Keen to feed off those sorts of crosses and, and deliveries. They they do really excel when when teams can let Preston do that essentially. So hopefully, um, I think it will be Spence and Gray, won't it? Like most likely. So hopefully they have a good day. Yeah, I'd expect it would be. That leads on nicely, doesn't it, to um, the predicted lineup section? Do you want to have a stab at what we think it'll be? I, I personally think it's going to be unchanged, but you go ahead and and say if there's anything different.
1: Well, going off what Fark said in his press conference yesterday, um, he he seemed to pretty much hint that there wouldn't be any rotation for this game. But I no, mean, actually, that's talking about the Ipswich game. So he mentioned that the would that <laughs> the the Ipswich game would be unchanged, but he said that there's a high likelihood to see rotation for the Preston game. Um, because of the turnaround for that, because they get back early hours after the Ipswich game. So they, what, I think he mentioned about 3 a.m. they get home after the game on the 23rd. So they won't be doing a whole, a whole lot on the 24th, and then obviously Christmas Day, Christmas day, they, won't, they won't be doing anything on that day. So I'd, I'd expect to see some rotation in this game against Preston. Mm, I would like to see Nonso get a, get a start. And I would also like to see some other fringe players like Groove start in this game. I think he would be fine to get some more minutes here. Um, I'm not sure what else we could see rotation-wise. I suppose there's a potential for Charlie Creswell to have a game if Roden's struggling a bit after it. He has played a lot of minutes. Um, But I think that's about all the rotation I could see. Maybe Furpo coming in to give Gray a break. So then he would have Furpo at left back with um, Spence at right back. So those are the main things I'll say. So I'll read it all out, my rambling side. Um, <laughs> Melier in goal, Spencer at right back. I'm going to say Roden and Starks in the back um, with third court left back. Then I'm going to say Camera and Groove in midfield. Then Nonto,
2: Somerville, Drew and Nodgy. And I am really sorry to all our listeners that I completely forgot that we are playing Ipswich first and that press conference was actually for that game. Uh, I deeply apologise. You are correct. And he did say that there might be some changes. He also did say that Ampadu he's, is someone he expects to be able to play all the time, essentially something along those lines. So it wouldn't also be a huge surprise if he does still get a start. I actually do think it's more likely that Kamara comes out, but who knows, he might not do that. I, I largely agree with what you've just said there. I think if there's going to be a game that Nonto's going to get a little bit of action and and maybe get a start for once, then this might be the the one to do it. Um, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Ipswich, and there might be some injuries, or there might be some issues that come up after that game that might force Parker's hand. Uh, really sorry if that has happened, and we don't know about it yet. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, you're probably there or thereabouts with the team. It's probably harder to predict than usual, um, so we'll, we'll move on from this. Um, what do you expect watching this game of football will look like? I think it's going to be pretty, not
1: traditional, what's the word I'm looking looking for? I can't think of the word now, but quite similar to the recent games that we've played away from home um, where we are struggling to get through them at first. Um, but I do think that we will be able to space them to operate in, especially with their, the way that they, they like, like to counter-press with the with where they are at home. We will leave space behind in those moments. And I think those are the times when we, we can look to attack quickly um, with, with numbers. And they don't have the defenders to be able to cope with us in transition. Not and many sides in the championship do, really. And... I think we, we should have quite a lot of joy in this game, but we will struggle to break them down. After the if we don't score in the first half, I think the longer the, the game goes, the more likely it is that Preston will be able to nick one on, on the transition themselves. But yeah,
2: that's my best guess. I think I agree. Um, the only thing I want to say is on Preston, um, and I am saying this, and I know I'm completely jinxing it, but I think in the recent games we've had, we've had some really tough fixtures. Um, obviously, the Ipswich one will have just played, and then you've got Middlesbrough, Sunderland, Coventry. It's not been easy, but it's probably the the nicest game on paper for me. and And the league table doesn't necessarily suggest that. At the time of recording, they're eighth. Obviously, that's likely to change before you guys listen to this. But um, they have been largely in the top sort of nine or ten all season. But their numbers, as you mentioned earlier, are, are not that great. and They're not all that great at all. They're they're kind of a sort of mid to lower end, mid table side. Um, so yeah I, I think this is a game we really should be taking points from and I expect when we answer answering the question what do we think it'll look like? I think that we should be pretty dominant here. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't. I think that Watford make up, made a mockery of them recently and we're a slightly better side, at least a slightly better side than Watford, um, who seem to have Improved themselves quite a bit, but we are obviously we have the quality difference over Preston, and this is a squad that they've put together, which is you know fairly decent. It's okay, but like it's not anything special. I do think we should be able to dominate, whether it's in transition or it's with lots of possession, kind of both. I think we'll will probably be the better side, and I I think that the, to kind of move on to the next question, which is where the game will be won or lost. um I do still think that the most likely outcome is that we, we hit them in transition and score a few times um, I think if they have opportunities to pack the box with players for set pieces they will do and there will be opportunities to transition there and as you mentioned before they do still press sometimes quite high and aggressively even if it's not always successful um, so if we can quickly get around that and, and hit them on the counter you know when we've won it back then great I think that that's probably why the game might be won for us Um but in terms of lost, I guess it depends if we take our chances and if we don't, they might hit us and, and they might be able to sit on that. They've they've got a decent defensive unit when they want to and they can sit and make life difficult. And and yeah, you I think the word you were looking for is attritional. It could look yes. quite attritional if that becomes the case. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that we, we can score early and that might be where it really opens up like it did for the Watford in their game against them recently. But yeah, do you want to have a stab at answering this? Because I've, I've gone on a long long rant there about the answer. So where the game will be won or lost for you? Where do you think? Uh, class Similar to what you
1: said there, I think the condition part of our game will be very important um, if we are able to take advantage of our conditional moments, especially in the first half, where the game will be won for us. Um, I think once we get a couple of goals, it's quite possible that it can end quite quite badly, according to recent performances that we've had. Which in the Watford game, it just sort of seemed to fall apart for them. There's a lot of the early shots, which then the Watford goalkeeper Hamer did really well, who keep them out, and I think that maybe surprised them because they've had a lot of fortune when it comes to finishing this season. A lot of their players are finishing better than their XG, so I think if they go one or two goals down, it could quite easily end up being a very high scoreline in our favour, but if they are, are able to stop us from scoring in the first half, then it will get slowly more and more difficult for us. So let's hope that we can carry on what I hope is good momentum from the Ipswich game and get a positive result in this one.
2: Yeah, fantastic. Um, I just think they're a bit of a weird team to wrap my head around. Uh, I I was speaking to Dan about them um, around the time of pre-season, I think, and um, we were sort of saying that uh, Preston were a bit of a, uh, an underrated team last year, but then this year I think they've been a bit overrated. So I can't really can't really work them out fully. But let's hope we do win the game, and hopefully we are building on a, a win against Ipswich. But who the hell knows? So anyway, um, yes, just a quick reminder for everyone uh, as we wrap up. Uh, the website for our patron is Patreon.com forward slash patron. I did it there. You go, Toldo. You don't have to, you know, take away all my presents this Christmas. Uh, I've been a good boy and I've done the. On the patreon plug um but yeah um anyway it's a bit important to kind of discuss what's going to happen uh in the next week or so, so that you guys are listening because obviously things are going to be a little bit different with it being the christmas period um we're not 100 percent locked into what we're going to be doing yet but i think the idea at the moment is to do a sort of not a double header we were going to potentially do that but now we're going to do two separate pods for the ipswich and the preston game um i think the ipswich game will be done sometime after the preston game so they will kind of come out but after both games don't expect us to be recording around christmas eve and christmas day um otherwise it would have been martin doing it on his own and doing silly little voices wouldn't it martin
1: <laughs> yes definitely um
2: so yeah the, the everything else should kind of go back to normal after that but um it might be a double header. It might be two separate pods. You'll know when when you're hearing this. Almost, you you, you might have more of an idea. Uh, we might have said something by then on our Twitter. Um, while I'm talking about Twitter, um, just keep an eye out for spaces as well. We have brought that back recently. I know John and Darren did that a lot back in the days of the Premier League, but we've been trying to do that as much as possible. Again, I would kind of say it's not likely to be for games uh, at the moment, but it might be sort of around the new year that those come back. So just keep your eye out for that. Um, I think that's everything isn't it martin or is there anything else you wanted to mention
1: um no just merry christmas to all our listeners really um it's been i hope you've all enjoyed our content recently we've all we've all in, really enjoyed putting this content out for you and we hope leads to good and give that give everyone a merry christmas and um yeah
2: so for that yeah fantastic yeah and just one last thing for me which is the previews will still be released but will probably primarily be the opposition fan interview with a little on top from Martin discussing the game it, again it's just a little bit a time off for us all dear patrons you will get your fill in the new year I promise you um, and Merry Christmas again to everyone I hope you had a wonderful time um, we'll be back for those games uh, reviews for It's Rich and Preston and then mostly should be back to normal after West Brom I would imagine around the time of the Birmingham game um, and all that's left for me to say is thank you to martin and thank you as well adam and thank you all dear listeners have a very merry christmas goodbye